Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Whether you bless those boys or take flight, we're talking your teams. Sports 1280, New Orleans. Not the best quality there, but you get the gist. It's a South Carolina fight song. Welcome back in Chris Gordy's show. We're all down here on a Tuesday, Sports 1280. And this whole hour we're spending talking about potential tight ends that the Saints could look at at pick 27. We just went up to South Dakota, talked with uh, Jeff Turn up there about Dallas Goddard. And now we head over to South Carolina as we look to Hayden Hurst, the tight end that the Saints could possibly take in the first round a guy that they worked out just a couple weeks ago and we talk with langston moore sideline reporter for the south carolina gamecocks langston what's going on man man it's just the uh you know getting another day closer to actual football season but you know the uh, nfl draft being here close enough is just enough to give us all that fix to try to get over this uh this football uh desert i guess we got to deal with in the springtime right <laughs> exactly no i mean it's i love when the weather starts getting like this because it means we're getting ever so closer to a football returning. Uh, Lyson, talk to us a little bit about Hayden Hurst. I know the Saints, uh, it was reported a couple weeks ago that they were interested in him and went uh, flew up there to South Carolina and had a workout with him. Um, what do you, what do we know about uh, about Hayden Hurst, the, uh, the tight end? Obviously a little bit older than some of these other guys, but tell us a little bit about Hayden Hurst, the tight end. Yeah, definitely Hayden Hurst is a lot older when you look at uh, football years because, again, you know, the, the, the worst thing you could do in the NFL is be, you know, uh, an older guy. Uh, you think of, like, Chris Winkie or you think about some of these older guys. But Hayden Hurst is a guy similar to Chris Winkie that didn't play quarterback. But Hayden Hurst had an opportunity. He was a guy who was drafted to play pro baseball out of high school. Uh, he made the, the quick dissension from uh, a good pitcher in high school to being a first baseman to, I guess, when you can't really have control they put you in the outfield just let you use that wild gun to try to gun people out from the, uh, from the corner. So Hayden Hurst had some experience playing uh, pro professional baseball, never really cracked that triple-A, that higher ranks of uh, levels of baseball, uh, but was, you know, misfortune for him personally ended up being good fortune for South Carolina because, again, uh, Hayden Hurst was a guy who was recruited or was, well, got onto the radar pretty much by a guy by the name of Perry Orth who was a, uh, was a walk-on quarterback here who eventually got a scholarship and uh, just being some uh, some Florida guys, Perry was able to you know have a relationship with Hayden Hurst and told Hayden that you know if you ever thought about playing football, coming up to South Carolina and playing when uh, Steve Spurrier was the coach might not be such a bad idea. And here we are, a couple years removed. Hayden Hurst is one of the premier guys in this uh, NFL draft when it comes to the tight end position. I guess the the debate is up for the young man out there and uh, and the Dakotas uh, for the tight end spot or is it going to be Hayden Hurst? But Hayden is a guy who's a little bit older who has the the mental makeup of a professional already within the college ranks. I know South Carolina really benefited from having a guy like that on the football field, but Hayden Hurst is still uh, relatively green when it comes to playing football, but we've seen how quickly uh, his maturity and his willingness to be a pro this time on the football field has really shown through, and he's just continued to prepare 
And if you see him, he looks like a physical specimen, and he plays like a physical specimen. I just think for him, getting the nuances of the tight end position, not you know, not not having to seek out contact and really utilizing his athletic ability is something that Hayden has, has learned to uh, to do at the tight end position. And last year, he continues just to kind of show that he still has a lot of uncapped potential at the uh, at the tight end spot, and which is really going to be beneficial forever, whatever protein that picks him up. You mentioned the age, 25. What do you make of people using that as a knock against him to an extent? Uh, on one hand, you can say, you know, you know, he's an older guy. You know, there's a lot of years on that body. But on the flip side, he hasn't had those years playing football. And I always equate being, you know, being a guy who fooled him in the NFL for a few years myself. Every year in the NFL is like a dog year. So even though Hayden Hurst didn't play an absorbent amount of college football, he didn't play a huge amount of you know high school football. He played some, but he was more so a lot of the years that he has on that 25-year-old body are still relatively low mileage. So, again, he, he is an older guy, but you, you miss out on all the injuries and all the different things that Hayden Hurst probably would have exposed himself to playing football or being recruited or being one of the higher-ranked guys coming out of high school into college. Uh, he missed a lot of that playing baseball, but you get all the maturity, you get all the professionalism, and I think that's the biggest thing that really gets scouts excited uh, is because you get kind of this blend of a rookie, uh, rookie salary cap, rookie salary number, uh, but you you don't have a lot of miles on that body. But he also comes in with a lot of maturity and a lot of willingness to understand that he's already been through the pro ranks, even though it's been in baseball. He understands that you know it's a finite amount of time that you have in the pros. And he really dedicates himself to being the best player that he can be. And that's going to benefit well for whatever team that gets him. Talking with Langston Moore, a sideline reporter for the South Carolina Gamecocks, uh, and discussing Hayden Hurst and his draft potential at uh, pick 27 if the Saints do indeed uh, go that way and take Hayden Hurst. Uh, Two things here. His biggest strength and his biggest weakness. When we talk about the tight end position from pass catching to run blocking to route running, what would you say his big his biggest strength is and his and then his biggest weakness? Oh man, I think uh some of his biggest strengths are are definitely his his just physical ability. He's, you know, usually when you get some of those baseball guys or some of those guys who are kind of, you know, have the long flowing hair like Hayden does. He is a ginger, he has that long hair. These guys <laughs> aren't really physical. Uh but Hayden is extremely physical, extremely combative at the point of attack when you're talking about run blocking. Uh, he has the ability to spread out in space and do a lot of good things, but he has really, really good hands. And, and, and something you would expect from a guy who played baseball who was also used to catching this small kind of small, uh, you know, uh, uh, baseball wrapped up in, in, uh, in leather, you know, you just big it and make that ball a little bit bigger with the pigskin, and Hayden doesn't have a problem uh, catching those balls. A lot of those things he did for us last year. Um, definitely feel that Hayden was underutilized and uh, in different ways that matchups and doing just some different things that, you know, just physically he's a lot bigger. He has some ability as a wide receiver who can really go out there and catch some, uh, some save patterns. But I'm not sure if you saw a couple of his highlights, but he was also doing some of the versions of the old kind of Gator Jet sweep where he scored a couple touchdowns, one in Missouri and then one in a couple other times in some other games. So he's really athletic and has a lot of ability, even though he is so strong and has the ability to be – uh, you know, strong at the point of attack. I think the biggest weakness for him is that he's just really trying to get figured out. Uh, he's really figuring out the nuances and how really what he can do with his body in these new physical planes, talking about on college football and the SEC, and it'll probably be a new, quicker learning uh, experience for him in the NFL, trying to figure out, you know, I don't have to seek out contact like I was saying before, because there is a time where Hayden Hurst will get the ball dumped to him in the open field, and he'd try to seek out the first person to, to try to run somebody over, kind of like a little league guy, a little league kid, 
And, you know, over time, he realized that, man, I'm a lot faster, I'm a lot quicker, and I can just run away from a lot of these guys and I won't have to do all that. So I think the weakness for uh, Hayden Hurst is something that just comes with experience. But, again, that can also be a pro for him because, again, he hasn't had a lot of uh, years and, and bodies on his own physical body playing football at the tight end position. You're going to get kind of that mixture of, you know, a mature older guy, mature body, uh, who's been through the pros in the college ranks, uh, been through the pros with the baseball ranks, but has an opportunity to really excel on the next plane in the NFL. So strength, he is big and strong. Weakness, he is a soulless ginger. Okay, I got hey. it. <laughs> I'm a ginger, and there's nothing wrong with gingers. We're talking Absolutely with... <laughs> not, man. Some of my best friends are gingers. <laughs> We're talking with Lex Deborah. I, I want to talk some, some about your playing days, man. What, give me a good Lou Holtz story. What was it like playing your college ball for the old Lou Holtz? Oh, man. Uh, you know, as a 17-year-old, 18-year-old kid, you're like, man, the, the recruiting was great. But then when you get on campus, you're like, what did I get myself into? I thought I left <laughs> my mom's house and all this discipline. But two or three years later, when you're 19, 20 years old, fast forward to when you're an old guy like me, mid-30s, uh, you really appreciate all of the wisdom and knowledge and the discipline and the accountability that Lou Holtz gave you. All the stories you hear about him being a masterful motivator is absolutely true. He's phenomenal with magic. He continues to, uh, to do all these magic tricks that we're still trying to figure out uh, to this day. Uh, but overall, Lou Holtz is a guy that is, is just as advertised. You know, he's super motivated, and, and he loves to hold people accountable. And it's something you might not really think is important when you're a 17-, 18-year-old, uh, you know, alpha male, the top of your class in academics and athletics. You think you don't need to hear any of this stuff. But that's just exactly what you need to hear. And I know a lot of us and, and anybody who's had a chance to have a coach like that or our coach similar to Lou Holtz is, uh, you know, you, you get all the, you get all that great benefit of having kind of a Fortune 500 guy teaching you these things in college. Oh, oh, by the way, he's just doing it with football. So, you know, beyond all the magic tricks and all of all the, the quirky things that coach Holtz would do, he was just a masterful motivator and, and, a, and a great, great friend and mentor still to this day and, and keeps tabs on all of us. For the uh, Gamecocks this year, the East obviously now has got a little bit of a beast out there in Georgia. What's the uh, level of expectation for them coming into it? Well, for for us personally, South Carolina, you know, everybody's just trying to figure out a way to get on top or get on par with uh, with Georgia. And the biggest thing with them is, is trying to, you know, even out with the recruiting the recruiting battles. Will Muschamp has, has done a phenomenal job of not just establishing a great staff, a lot of young guys who have a great SEC experience. Ryan McClendon, the former Georgia guy who is now just named our offensive coordinator, having him, uh, you know, just all these different guys who have had a lot of SEC experience. But the main emphasis has really been taking advantage of the recruiting and the area kind of, you know, how South Carolina is. We're situated a couple hours away from Atlanta, an hour away from Charlotte, and uh, and obviously all these other, other parts of, uh, of the southeast, which are kind of hotbeds for recruits and enough recruits there for us to kind of battle and do some things with. Uh, the biggest thing is just trying to get our foothold and do a lot of the things. And one of the biggest things I think, you know, everybody was uh, glad to hear when Coach Muschamp got here is that, you know, he A, he's the recruiting coordinator. He has all the, uh, the recruiting, uh, all the offers and everything to this guy. And one of his mantras is recruiting is just like shaving. you got to do it every day or you're just going to look all hairy and ugly and nobody's going to like you after a day or two. And that's a, that's been a great uh, kind of a refresher for us because, you know, we had some things rolling with Coach Spurrier here for a couple of years, but definitely there was a decline as when it came to recruiting and staying on par because, you know, recruiting is the lifeblood in all college football, but mostly, most definitely in the SEC, you got to always battle for those top-tier guys and get those guys in our state. I think Coach Muschamp is really uh, doing those great things. We're talking with Langston Moore, uh, sideline reporter for the uh, South Carolina Gamecock uh, Radio Network. So 
you were down there uh, for a couple years with Coach Spurrier. Was was there any uh, any heated halftime interviews or post game interviews where you're trying to grab him and he's just the hot and spicy uh, old ball coach? Well, the first thing you learn uh, is that Coach Spurrier is, doesn't like to be touched. He's kind of a germaphobe. <laughs> as you know, he's not the first quarterback I, I know to not have an old wow. lineman, sweaty guy grabbing on him at halftime. So, you know, that's one of the first things I learned is to, to you know always give Coach the fist pound and give him some space, especially at halftime. But like you said, man, I played under Lou Holtz. You know, asking Coach Spurrier about some of these things at halftime is really just giving him a question and letting him go out there and do his Spurrier thing, and he'll give you a Spurrierism and all those different things. I guess, again, life always prepares you. Having Coach Holtz was a guy who was just really cantankerous and, and angry at halftime, whether you were up or down or losing. It was probably better to be losing as opposed to be beating a team because Lou Holtz would just come in and just lay into you for not beating a team by even more points. But, uh, you know, having a guy like Steve Spurry to ask him at halftime, it just makes for great radio. And Coach Muschamp is along the same way. He, he has a time where he likes to kind of give you that grudeness, kind of Muschamp type deal where he gives you one of those smart remarks and it just makes for great radio, great TV. I would assume it's probably best to stay away from him if the, if the uh, veins are popping out of the head. <laughs> oh, absolutely. And, again, coaching and football always tells you those things. Stay out the way and just let Coach do his thing and get into the locker room, man, when the veins are protruding. Have you ever hit the hit the links with Coach Spurrier? <laughs> Absolutely not. It was funny because Coach Spurrier was just here for our spring game, and of course, you know, I don't play golf. I just go out there, and I guess I'm a, a resident beer guy and, and a beer cart guy. That's about <laughs> the best I could do on a golf course. But Coach Spurrier <laughs> will talk golf with anybody, even if you're not golfing, and one of the first things he said is, all oh, your lengths, I've just been getting a, a few rounds of golf in and, you know, playing up here, playing down in Florida. I'm like, Coach, I know you're living the best life you can live. And uh, I'm, I'm sure he's super excited because – even I know he still wants to coach some uh, football and playing and coaching down there with that new uh, American Football League down there is going to be great for him. But not too much. It's not going to take away too much time from his golf time because it's going to free him up in the off season for some other things too. Oh yeah, so, absolutely. He's like, I don't have to recruit. I don't have to do for agency. Perfect. Yeah, I'll, I'll sign me up. He is likes the more of the uh, South Carolina Gamecock Radio Network. Likes it. Thanks so much for taking some time out, man, and, uh, and talking about Hayden Hurst with us. Absolutely, man. I appreciate you guys. Be good. All right, man, thanks a lot. Langston Moore there joining us. As we go around the country right now, t- catching up with uh, folks who cover all the top tight ends in this draft, all potential draft picks for the Saints at pick 27. We've already been up to South Dakota talking with uh, talking about Dallas Goddard. We just went out to South Carolina to talk about Hayden Hurst. And coming up next, we'll head up to Penn, Penn State and talk about Mike Kosicki, all considered the top three tight ends in this draft and potential picks for the Saints at pick 27. A quick break. We'll be back more after this. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 